Today, we're going to talk about how to have a prayer life. My name is David Ewan from the Resurrection Center, so let's get busy. So we've already talked about two topics in previous podcasts, radio programs. Uh, One was the reason to pray. Another one was journaling and the benefits of prayer. So today we're going to talk about how to have a prayer life. So we're going to first start off with a joke that has a lesson. So this is uh, about Mrs. Donovan, who was walking down O'Connell Street in Dublin, when she met up with Father Flaherty. The father said, top of the morning to ye, aren't ye Mrs. Donovan? And didn't I marry ye and your husband two years ago? She replied, aye, that ye did, father. The father asked, and be there any wee ones yet? She replied, no, not yet, father. The father said, well, now I'm going to Rome and next week I'll light a candle for ye and your husband. She replied, oh, thank ye, father. They parted ways. Some years later, they met again. The father asked, well now, Mrs. Donovan, how are ye these days? She replied, oh, very well, father. The father asked, and tell me, have ye any wee ones yet? She replied, oh, yes, father. Three sets of twins and four singles, ten in all. The father says, that's wonderful. How is your loving husband doing? She replied, he's gone to Rome to blow out your candle. So the lesson is, be careful of what you ask for. You might get it. Um, So uh, let's see. Um, We had talked about reasons to pray. I'll give you a summary of what we talked about in a previous broadcast. Uh, The reasons to pray are, there are 10 of them. One is uh, prayer protects us. Number two, prayer changes things. Number three, prayer keeps you in the will of God. Number four, prayer draws you closer to God. Number five, prayer enhances your happiness level. And number six, prayer gives you hope. Number seven, prayer decreases selfishness. Number eight, prayer heals. Number nine, prayer increases spiritual strength. And number 10, prayer gives us peace. Um, Here's another joke with a lesson. Little Mikey and his family were having Sunday dinner at his grandmother's house. Everyone was seated around the table as the food was being served. When little Mikey received his plate, he started eating right away. Mikey, please wait until we say our prayer, said his mother. I don't need to, the boy replied. Of course you do, his mother insisted through gritted teeth. We always say a prayer before eating at our house. And Mikey explained, that's at our house. But this is grandma's house and she knows how to cook. (laughs) So the lesson is, it doesn't matter. You pray at all times. There's always a good reason to pray. Now I'm going to read a scripture. The scripture is 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17 through 27. Again, that's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 through 27. I stumbled on the name, so I'll read it again. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 through 27. And the scripture reads, Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. 
don't suppress the spirit. That means the Holy Spirit. And don't stifle those who have a word from the master. On the other hand, don't be gullible. Check out everything and keep only what's good. Throw out anything tainted with evil. May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole make you holy and whole put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. Friends, keep your prayers for us. Greet all the Christians there with a holy embrace and make sure this letter gets read to all the brothers and sisters. Don't leave anyone out. And again, that's First of Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 through 27. Uh, in a more recent lesson, we had talked about some other matters of prayer. For example, number one, God provides, satisfies, and prevents. Number two, fruits of the Spirit is our desired behavior. And we learn about that in Galatians chapter 5, verse 23 through 23. Number three, journaling shows benefits of prayer. Number four, who to pray for. Is it us or others? And we learned that it's really us. Number five, let prayer help you be prepared. And number six, in all things, give thanks to God. Now here is another joke with a lesson. A man dies and goes to heaven. St. Peter meets him at the pearly gates and says, here's how it works. You need 100 points to make it into heaven. You tell me all the good things you've done, and I will give you a certain number of points for each item, depending on how good it was. When you reach 100 points, you get in. Okay, the man says. I was married to the same woman for 50 years and never cheated on her and loved her deep in my heart. That's wonderful, says St. Peter. That's worth two points. Only two points, the man says? Well, I attended church all my life and supported its ministry with my tithes and service. Terrific, says St. Peter. That's certainly worth a point. The man shouts, one point? I started a soup kitchen in my city and also worked in a shelter for homeless veterans. Fantastic. That's good for two more points, St. Peter says. Two points? The man cries. At this rate, the only way I'll get into heaven is by God's mercy and the grace of God. Bingo, 100 points. Come on in. <laughs> Remember, all you need to do is to pray, fast, and meditate on the Bible. Uh, there's the expression, pray or you don't stay. Fast or you don't last. And Bible, B-I-B-L-E, is beginner's information before leaving earth. And now, let's learn a little bit more. Um, we're going to talk more about how to have a prayer life. So when Joshua and the Israelites came out from wandering the desert, God caused the Jordan River to part so they would pass over. 
he instructed 12 men from each tribe to pick up a stone in the middle of the river as a memorial of how God allowed them to walk across the riverbed during its flood stage. We learn in Psalms chapter 77, verse 11 through 12, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Keeping a prayer journal is the same kind of memorial for you and your children of how God has been good to your family. There's so much that happens in a lifetime, and sometimes we forget about the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Now, here are some tips. Here are some tips. So tip number one, begin with prayer for God's guidance. The prayer journal serves not only as a reminder, but also as a way of strengthening your faith when you face more trials in this lifetime. So Psalms 25.5 reads, guide me in your strength and teach me for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. And again, that's Psalms 25.5. Have you started with good intentions to eat right and exercise, but then later you fizzle into your old habits and routines? Many of us begin with a prayer journal, but soon it's gathering dust on an end table. Our prayer journey should begin with asking God to give us the perseverance to follow through what we plan to do through God's amazing grace. He will prompt you to write down the necessary facts that you may forget later. Okay, and tip number two, find a quiet place for reflection and meditation. So Psalms 26, 8 says, Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. And so finding the right place may be just as difficult as finding the right time to write in your journal. Be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit for the best place to reflect and meditate. It may be early in the morning, late at night, or you may use a lunch break once a week to fast and write in your prayer journal. The awesome revelation is the place where you meet God is wherever you are. Let's go to tip number three. Search for scriptures that correspond with your prayer request and write it out at the top of the page in your prayer journal. So Psalms 119 Verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. The Holy Spirit will direct you to the scriptures that speak you to you more closely to your request. This isn't forcing a scripture to bring out the outcome you desire. Rather, it's humbly submitting your will to God's will. Many times the Holy Spirit will quicken your heart to pray in a different direction. You will rejoice in the answered prayer that flows with the Word of God. Let me give you tip number four. Think about what you can give thanks to God in your prayer request. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20. I'll read that again. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. It's our nature to write out a laundry list of requests to God without giving the first thought to what we can thank Him for in our situation. 
There is always grace in every crisis because the Lord tempers our trials with the power to sustain us. Think carefully and deeply over your prayer request before you write it out. Find those bursts of grace moments that you can give thanks to God. And tip number five, write out your prayer request with specificity. That means being very specific about your prayer request. In the scripture, Matthew 20, verse 32, the scripture reads, Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Again, that's Matthew chapter 20, verse 32. Wouldn't it be evident that the blind men were calling out to Jesus for healing? Yet Jesus asked them what they wanted. When we write our request down with all the specifics, we know what we have asked, and therefore we will know when our prayers have been answered. When God shows his glory through our answered prayers, we experience a greater faith in him. And tip number six, praise God for hearing and answering your request in accordance with his will. I will proclaim the name of the Lord, O praise greatness of our God, says in Scripture, Deuteronomy 32.3. I'll read that again. Again, that is Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 3. I will proclaim the name of the Lord, O praise the greatness of our God. Again, that it was Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 3. Because you know that God will answer your prayer request, praise him in advance. Proclaim God for who he is, awesome, wonderful, faithful, generous, mighty, and holy. Use the book of Psalms as a starting guideline for praising God, for the names of God that correlate with your prayer requests. For example, if you are praying about sickness, praise God for being the true healer. Let's go to tip number seven. Remember to go back and write in your journal how God answered in his perfect timing. This is part of the testimony. I'll read from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you don't forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Again, that was Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. The most important step, uh, but the one many of us forget, is to go back and write how God answered our prayers. By doing so, we give our family something to look back on and continue the legacy of faith in the Lord. King David's faith was strengthened against Goliath when he shared about killing the lion and the bear. So it is with us. Our faith is renewed when we read back over our journals and reflect on God's deliverance. Now, you remember two weeks ago we learned um, about having a prayer life. For example, number one, we begin with prayer for God's guidance. Uh, we find Number two, we find a quiet place for reflection and meditation. Number three, we search for scriptures that correspond with prayer requests and write it out at the top of the page. Number four, we think about what you can give thanks to. 
uh, God in your prayer request. Number five, you write out your prayer request with specificity. Number six, you praise God for hearing and answering your request in accordance with his will. And number seven, you remember to go back and write in your journal how God answered in his perfect timing. So what have we accomplished? Uh, we accomplished uh, previously before today in another broadcast, number one, reason to pray. Number two, we talked about journaling and the benefits of prayer. And number three, we talked about today, this is what we did, uh, how to have a prayer life. That's what we talked about. Now I have a, a joke with another lesson, okay? The minister's little six-year-old girl had been so naughty during the week that her mother decided to give her the worst kind of punishment. She told her she couldn't go to the Sunday school picnic on Saturday. Wow, that was the punishment. She couldn't go to the Sunday school picnic on Saturday. When the day came, her mother felt she had been too harsh and changed her mind. When she told the little girl she could go to the picnic, the child's reaction was one of gloom and unhappiness. What's the matter? I thought you'd be glad to go to the picnic, her mother said. It's too late, the little girl said. I've already prayed for rain. <laughs> the situation will determine what you pray for. Think about what to pray for. That's all for today. My name is David Ewan from the Resurrection Center. Thank you for listening.